0: Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alex is not with me today. Alex and I have both been very busy lately, and so we have not done very many podcasts. In fact, it's been about it's been about four weeks since uh, since I've done a podcast, and I uh, <clears throat> wanted to make sure I got back in front of you guys, because here we are on December 1st. November is over, so you're wondering, why do you still have that ridiculous mustache? Well, I wanted to have it one more time. To encourage everybody to tell the men in their lives, their fathers, uncles, brothers, cousins, tell all the male figures in your life to take care of their physical health and their mental health. Go get your annual physical exams, take care of your mental health, work out, eat right. We want you around for a good long time. And so that was the purpose of Movember, was to remind everybody of that. And I wanted to do it one last time with this ridiculous mustache of mine, the... um, The undernosed caterpillar that I've been rocking for the last 30 days. It looks ridiculous. I can't wait to shave it off. It is probably the only thing that makes me happy about um, finally getting into December. I shouldn't say that. I like December. I like the holidays and whatnot. But look, I know I don't like the holidays nearly as much as you want to be elves out there. Um, So for all of you people that have been out there singing Christmas carols since the day after Halloween, here you go. Now you can get on with it. Now you can sing all the Christmas carols you want, do all the Christmas shopping you want, talk about Christmas, do all your peppermint mocha stuff and and whatnot, decorate your tree, put out the wreath, all that stuff, because there's a bunch of you wannabe uh, elves out there that just can't wait for Christmas to, to happen. And so here we are. It's December 1st. Have at it, folks. Get your Christmas spirit on get your Hanukkah spirit on, get your, just get excited about the end of the year. Here we are, the final month of the year, 2021 has gone by in a blur. Everyone complained about 2020, good riddance 2020, 2021 is going to be so much better. Well, it's been better, I guess, right? We've had a vaccine that's helped things, uh, helped calm the the whole pandemic down a little bit, but we're still, we're still lagging behind, we're still kind of taking a beating from uh this whole pandemic covid-19 by the way is it still covid-19 like with these new variants the delta variant now the omicron variant and all this other stuff like can we change the number can we go to covid 20 covid 21 heck we're coming up on 2022 why don't we just call it covid 2022 or call it covid 22 i think we should change the number and stop calling the variants uh, that's just my opinion. Maybe because I'm a numbers guy. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's been a while since since we've talked. Uh, it's, like I said, it's been four weeks. And my, how things have changed over the course of four weeks in the NFL season. We are firmly past halfway. Most teams have played 11, 12 games. We're about two-thirds of the way through the season. And to be honest... Uh, I'm just as confused as I was four weeks ago when we were right around halfway. I'm just as confused as I was eight weeks ago when we were just a quarter of the way into the season. I'm just as confused as I was before the season started. I don't understand completely what's going on. What am I talking about? There are plenty of surprises. Four weeks ago, the Patriots were on a modest two-game winning streak. They have upped that to six And now they sit atop the AFC East, a division that we thought was a no brainer. Alex and I both thought the Bills are going to win the AFC East easily. The Patriots have a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Uh, Is he a rookie? Sophomore quarterback? Whatever. Young quarterback in Mac Jones. And look, the Bills are looking great, right? They have a great offense, they have a good defense. Looks like the Bills are just going to run away with this. Miami, young team with a a young quarterback, sophomore quarterback. The Jets, you know, rookie quarterback, all kinds of issues on both sides of the ball. The Bills are going to run away with this. Most of us thought that 12 games into the season, the Bills would probably have a six-game lead and would have already clinched the spot. At this point, 11 games into the season, I think most people, myself included, thought the Bills would be... 9-2, 9-2, and two, heck, maybe even 10-1. and one. They looked that good on paper before the season started. Now, they're still pretty darn good. They beat the Chiefs earlier in the year, but they have had their struggles, mostly offensively. Which, well, I say offensively, but they've had struggles defensively as well. They got rolled up on pretty hard by the Indianapolis Colts. They lost to the Steelers early in the season in a sloppy game. They couldn't score against the Jaguars. Those are three of their four losses. So, while they haven't looked bad, they haven't looked as dominant as we thought they were going to be. And the Patriots look great. Offensively, they're doing fine. Mac Jones appears to be rounding out into an elite-level quarterback, which, let's face it, before the season started, I don't think anyone was ready to say that. I don't think anyone thought he was bad. But we weren't really keen on what is Mac Jones going to be. Mac Jones is looking really good. But most importantly for the Patriots, defensively, the Patriots look like a juggernaut. Now, there are some easy wins in there, right? They they did beat the uh, the Falcons in there, which, you know, the Falcons are not that good of a football team. But look, they handled Tennessee. Now, I know, I know. Tennessee's got some injuries on their offensive line. They don't have Derrick Henry. It's not the same Tennessee team that we saw at the end of last season. But Tennessee is still a darn good football team. And they pretty much manhandled them. So the Patriots are a pleasant surprise, I guess. Well, certainly for the people of New England, it's a pleasant surprise. I would dare to say that the rest of the league is not pleasantly surprised. They are disgustedly surprised. The Patriots are not the most popular team around the country, and so people are not happy about it. But in terms of doing better than expected, the Patriots are doing better than expected. Um, moving on, look, the most entertaining division in 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 football in the NFL this season, for me at least, is that ASC North. Um, the uh, the. <laughs> The Baltimore Ravens are at the top of that division with a record of eight and three. They're followed by the Bengals at seven and four, the Browns at six and six, and the Steelers at five-five and one. And the Steelers who started off with so much promise winning a game on the road in Buffalo to start the season, the last couple of weeks have looked mediocre at best. Um at times downright bad. Uh that team looks like Uh, you know, I, I hate to say this because I like Big Ben and, you know, he's had a stellar career, probably a hall of fame career, but he really is a shadow of what he used to be. And offensively, I think they will continue to struggle with him at the helm. He simply can't do it. It just doesn't seem like he can do it anymore. And defensively, they're an average team at best. And so, they're struggling quite a bit. I mean they tied against Detroit for crying out loud which is the worst team in the NFL. Now I can't think of another team at seven and four that has had a quieter seven and four than the Cincinnati Bengals now the Cincinnati Bengals have some ugly losses in there and maybe that's why it's been a quiet seven and four but it's seven and four nonetheless. if you look around the leagues at, around the league at teams that are seven and four you have the bills at seven and four everyone knows about them. You've got the Chiefs at 7-4. Well, everyone knows about them. You've got the Cowboys at 7-4. Everyone knows about them. Um, And you've got the Rams at 7-4. Obviously, they've made a lot of moves, and everyone knows about them. So far and away, the quietest 7-4 team, the quietest team that's going to go into the playoffs. That's right. I said it, folks. They are going into the playoffs. They are going to make the playoffs Because let me tell you this, the Bengals, quiet or not, whether you've noticed or not, they are an excellent football team. Not only will they make the playoffs, I promise you, no one will want to play them in the playoffs. Joe Burrow is taking his LSU career and transitioning very nicely into the NFL now in his second season. Second or third season, maybe third season, I don't know. He had knee issues uh, a season ago or maybe the season before that. Missed quite a bit of time, but he is be quickly becoming a premier quarterback in the league. He is, um, they can run the ball, they have receivers, he's doing a good job, the game plan is excellent. Cincinnati is the quietest 7-4 and team you've ever seen, and quite possibly the best of all of those 7-4 and teams that I mentioned. With the exception of Buffalo, I still think Buffalo is pretty darn good in spite of some of those ugly losses that they've had. Then you've got the Browns. Now the Browns are six and six, and I used to say this about the Texans a couple of years ago. And I'll, but this year it truly applies to the Browns. The Browns are the best six and six team you've ever seen. Should be ten and two. The Browns are also the worst six and, te- six, and six team you've ever seen. They deserve to be two and ten. They have performances that are fantastic. They have performances that are abysmal. Their offense scores 40-some-odd points in one game, scores 10 the next one. They are incredibly inconsistent. They are incredibly difficult to figure out. Um, You know, they they let go of, of Odell Beckham Jr., which wasn't a big deal. Odell hadn't played a whole lot for them over the course of the last two or three seasons anyway. They've got a good... Crew of running backs in Kareem Hunt and Chubb. Um, they have good receivers in Landry and uh, Peoples Jones. They have the pieces in the skill positions. Even their offensive line is good. Why they have the offensive woes that they have in terms of scoring and the disparity between a 40 point game against a good Cincinnati team and a 10 point game against a good Baltimore team, I don't understand. But they are incredibly difficult to figure out. They squeaked by the Lions as well. I don't know what to make of them. Are they good enough to make the playoffs? Sure. Are they bad enough to miss the playoffs? Yeah, sure. And so, this is one where, in spite of all of my confidence, so just as I have a lot of confidence for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills and even the New England Patriots, I have zero confidence in the Browns. And I'm not saying they're bad, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I have zero confidence like they're terrible, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm saying I have zero confidence in predicting to you what they're going to be going forward. They have 5 games left. They could go 5 and 0. They have 5 games left. They could go 0 and 5. Just out of curiosity, I'm going to look and see what their schedule is the rest of the way. <clears throat> so here you go. They've got the Ravens, right? They've played well enough to beat the Ravens, but they've also played bad enough to lose, right? So um, they held the Ravens to 16 points. They get a week off to play them again, uh, this time at home. And if they're off if they can figure something out offensively, they may very well beat the Ravens. Again, I have no confidence in predicting that game either way. Then they play the Raiders. Now, the Raiders have struggled, but again, with this Browns team, you just don't know. Um, They play the Steelers, who are struggling. They play the Bengals, and they play the Packers as well. I don't, I mean, should they beat the the, the Steelers? Absolutely. Will they? I don't know. I think the only game I can predict with any level of comfort is I don't think they're going to beat the Packers. I certainly don't think they're going to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. So, at 6-6, six six, we could be talking about a really hot Cleveland Browns team at 11-6 or, or, uh, or 10-7 going into the playoffs, or we could be talking about what went wrong for the Cleveland Browns this year because they're not going to the playoffs. I have no idea. At the top of the heap, you've got the Baltimore Ravens. Look, the Baltimore Ravens are another team had not looked crazy impressive at times, but... This is the thing about them. Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh have the same characteristic. They find a way to get the job done. Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions. I think less than 300 yards of passing. In fact, less than 200 yards of passing. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, it was somewhere in the 160 range. Uh, a quarterback rating of 25 against the Browns. And somehow they won that football game. The, the Ravens are your typical hard-nosed NFC North team. And they will find a way. They're 8-3. and three. They're going to make the playoffs. And quite frankly, they're going to be a very difficult out in the playoffs. For anybody. For the New England Patriots. For all you people who think the Kansas City Chiefs still walk on water. The Ravens will be difficult for everybody, for Tennessee, for anyone, anyone at all. So look out for the Ravens. You will see them in the playoffs. Where they land, I have no idea. They have currently had the best record in the AFC. They will be the one team to get a bye through that first round of the playoffs, which is critical because with a longer schedule, 17 games this year as opposed to 16, that one week off that bye week to rest up to heal a little bit is going to be incredibly valuable. So, and they're in the hunt. They're in the hunt for it. They could very well get it. Um, Let's move on to the AFC South. Look, there's only two teams to talk about in the AFC South. They're both going to make the playoffs. They're both very good football teams. Again, hard-nosed teams that can run the football, play solid defense, and really get after it for 60 minutes. That's the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Tennessee's in a bit of a bind. They've lost Derrick Henry for the year. And I'm pretty sure it's for the year. And that is the big name injury for the Tennessee Titans. But the Tennessee Titans have injuries everywhere. Their secondary is really banged up. Their offensive line is banged up. They don't have Derrick Henry, as I mentioned. It's going to be a tough road to hoe for them. They're 8-4. They're a good, solid football team. But with all those injuries, there's no telling what's going to happen. They still have a matchup with the Colts. And so even winning the division is a bit iffy. The Colts are two games behind them at 6-6. But the Colts have already gone through their injury bug. They were really dinged up in the beginning of the season. Remember, Carson Wentz started the season with two uh, sprained ankles, which I don't even know how you do that. But he managed to do it. He is healthy. The team is getting healthy. Taylor is an incredible running back. They have a great offensive line and play solid defense again. So that's a team that is on the upswing. They're playing better and better football as the weeks go on. They got off to a rough start. Like I said, lots of injuries in the beginning, but they are making their way. And they will give Tennessee a solid, solid run for their money. Uh, You've got the Texans and the Jaguars. Both of those teams are rebuilding projects, and neither one of them is really good. And so... There's really not much to talk about. The only thing those two teams are going to do is they're going to play spoiler. They almost beat Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Texans beat Tennessee a couple weeks ago. So their only job is to be a spoiler. And in some cases, they're going to succeed, right? Like uh, the Texans beat Tennessee two weeks ago in Tennessee, no less. So let's move on. Um, then you've got the AFC West. Um AFC West is incredibly, incredibly interesting. You know, for all of the talk about how bad the Chiefs are this year, how they they don't seem to have it this year, they're still at the top of the division. And at 7-4, they're only one game behind Tennessee for the best record in the, in the conference. They could very well run the table, right? They're good enough to do that. And end up with a bye and become, you know... All, all roads to the Super Bowl come through Kansas City make it quite difficult for anyone to get there but them. Again, they are super talented. They have talent all over the field. On offense, on defense, it does not matter. The one benefit of the additional game this year is you can go through a little slump, like Kansas City did early in the season, losing games and not looking good in some wins, and still recover and still kind of make it back to the top of your division, maybe even the top of your conference. Um, I thought the game against the Giants was a big turnaround for them. When they got away with playing that poorly and winning that game, I felt like, hmm, the tide may start to turn for them. And then the next week, they got the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, who had COVID because he's not vaccinated, yada, 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 yada. We can go back to COVID talk, but I'm not going to. Uh, And it seemed like the Stars were starting to align for them. Then they had the Cowboys come into town. Their defense really stepped up in that game, shut down the Dallas offense. And now they're on a roll. They've won four in a row. Remember, this team was 3-4 and at one point. Now they are 7-4. and And they look like they're starting to get their mojo back. They look like they're starting to pick up steam. And if they get hot here coming down the stretch of the season, they're going to be, you know, I keep saying this team and that team is going to be a tough out. With Kansas City, you got to say they're a serious Super Bowl contender. They're not just a tough out. They're a serious Super Bowl contender. We thought that before the season started. Certainly Chiefs fans and their faith in that team took A beating in the beginning sitting at three and four but now they're starting to look like the team that we left off last year I won't say in the Super Bowl because they didn't look good there but they're starting to look like a team they're starting to look like that Super Bowl contender that we thought they were before the season started um and then you've got a log jam at six and five with the Chargers Broncos and Raiders look I don't like to say this, but to me the only serious team there is the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are a good football team, and I think they will be the one to come out of those three. I still don't have any faith in Denver. Remember, Denver started off 3-0. They got a bit of a cakewalk in the beginning of their schedule. They've struggled a little bit since, but they've also put together a couple of games here um, that they've won that you know show that they're they're going to hang in there and they're going to they're going to give it a serious fight. The team is completely different with Teddy Bridgewater as opposed to without Teddy Bridgewater. If he stays healthy, they're going to stay in the mix. However, I still don't trust them to make the playoffs, certainly not to win that division with Kansas City already a game ahead of them. I just worry that if if Teddy Bridgewater goes down, then I think Denver Denver has no chance. I mean, it's it's just, he, he is the only viable option they have at quarterback. And the drop-off, look, the drop-off from starting quarterback to backup quarterback is always significant. In Denver's case, it is precipitous. It is, I mean, it's you're falling off a, qu- a cliff. Those are two completely different teams with uh, Bridgewater as opposed to without. The Raiders, look, for all of the turmoil... That the that the Raiders had early in the season with the John Gruden drama, um, you know they they stumbled a little bit around that. The distraction was immense for sure, but they're hanging in there. Um, on Thanksgiving they went to Dallas and they beat a good Dallas football team, and you know they're they're only one game out. They're certainly in the playoff hunt with a over five hundred record. Do I think they're going to make it? No, I don't because ultimately I think the injuries have been a bit much and I just don't trust them defensively to keep them in football games. Um, offensively, they're good. Derek Carr is having another really good season. I think probably his best season yet. Um, they have weapons on the field. But you know the offensive line is a little suspect at times. And defensively, I just don't think they can hang with some of the other teams that they're going to be playing. So i worry about them. Uh, going forward. I just don't, don't know that they're going to be able to do it. So let's move on to the, the NFC East. Look, uh, four weeks ago, when we talked football, I would dare to say that at that point we thought the Cowboys have this thing on, on cruise control and they're going to coast in and win their division. Now they've gone two and two since then. I'm sorry, two and two or one and three, something like that. Um, they've had some COVID issues, which I don't know how much those COVID issues are the issue. Um, some of it is they just look. They just ran into some damn good football teams, right? And you have to play the Chiefs in Kansas City. You know, it's tough. It's tough to win that game. Well, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, and Dak Prescott has been a little bit off over the last couple of weeks. So offensively, they just don't look as sharp as they did early in the season. Now, remember, so they, they had the big win a couple of weeks ago against Atlanta, then lost to the Chiefs, and then um, and then lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. But before that... Remember, the Broncos really kind of manhandled them, shut them down for pretty much the entire game. I think they only scored 10 points that day. And so offensively, they seem to be struggling. They struggled again in Kansas City. They get a little bit, you know, they ran over the Falcons, but it's the Falcons. Struggled against Kansas City. And then on Thanksgiving, they they looked okay at times, but then at the end of the game, they really couldn't put it away. Uh, Offensively, they are struggling. And defensively, look, that's. Defense was never the strong point of this team, anyway. Um, the defense has been doing a good job, but it's they're not going to win games on defense. It's their offense that has to do it, and um, and so they've got to fix that. They've got to fix that ship sooner rather than later. Um, they still have a two-game cushion over the Washington football team who comes in at 5-6, and six. but Washington's won three in a row. They were 2-6 and six at one point. They've ripped off three straight wins, albeit not against great teams, and at the end of the day, they lost their best defensive player in Chase Young. Uh, Taylor Henneke is better than he was last year, but he's not great. Um, they do have a decent running game and some receivers to help him out, but that team is still kind of fragile. And if the injury bug hits them any more than it already has and losing Chase Young, which is a huge, huge blow for that defense, they're going to have a real problem keeping up this momentum that they've built. Um, the Eagles are at 5-7 and seven, and the Giants are at 4-7. and seven. Uh, The Eagles, you know, the Eagles have a good game. Like the one they played a couple weeks ago against the Saints, and then they have a terrible game, like the one they played against the Giants, and uh, this past weekend, and they lost. You know the Eagles simply cannot throw the ball. Uh, it is, it's amazing. This problem with a lack of receivers with the Eagles has been going on for three seasons now. And they still can't seem to find a solution to their receiver problems. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I feel for Eagles fans because, I mean, it is, uh, it's tough. It, it's, I mean, there's just no other way to describe this. It is tough when you cannot throw the football in the NFL. You simply cannot be one-dimensional and run the ball only. And Jalen Hurts, God bless him, he's doing everything he can. He's hitting receivers in the hands. He's hitting them between the numbers, but if they don't catch it, I mean, what what can you really do? And it's offensively they struggle um, when they can't throw the ball. The Giants, the Giants are not a good football team, and uh, unfortunately, uh, there's still a lot of work to be done uh, for the New York Football Giants. So they, they will not be making the playoffs this year. Uh, moving on to the NFC North. Um, obviously, this is the Packers' division to win. They're 9-3. They've got a 3.5 game lead over Minnesota, who's 5-6. and six. Um, And then you've got the Bears at 4-7. The Lions at 0-10-1. At least the Lions will not break the record this season and lose 17 games uh, because they managed to tie against the Steelers. <laughs> That's the only silver lining for those lions. Uh, they're going to get the first pick in the draft. Uh, they've got a, they've got a solid two-game lead on uh, on the Texans and the Jaguars, so they're going to get the first pick. Uh, and at the same time, they're going to manage to not break the record for losses in one season. They will not lose seventeen games, which you know it looked like they were headed that way. Um, the Packers are the class of that division. Um, Aaron Rodgers, as much as I have uh <clears throat> have not spoken very highly of Aaron Rodgers in the past. Look, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. Uh he's you know likely headed to the Hall of Fame. Uh he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um and he's just he's just carrying that team and doing a fantastic job with him. I think him and Matt LaFleur are a fantastic combination. And um you know he had COVID, missed the game, it cost him he uh you know, stubbed his toe. Apparently his toe has COVID, but he still managed to to tear up the uh the Rams. I mean, he pretty much went up and down the field against the Rams defense It's pretty darn good. Um, and then after that, it really is a crab shoot. Um Minnesota's wildly inconsistent, right? They they win games you don't expect them to win. They lose games you expect them to win. Um they don't have an easy schedule the rest of the way. I mean, they do have the Lions. Um, actually, they do have an easy schedule the rest of the way. They've got the Lions and the Bears twice, but they do play the Packers and the Rams and the Steelers. Um, the only problem with that is, is that you really can't tell with Minnesota what you're going to get. I mean, they, they lost to the Niners, albeit in San Francisco. But remember, they beat the Packers the week before that. So... You just don't know what you're going to get. They are uh, the Cleveland Browns of the NFC. They're wildly inconsistent, and you just don't know what you're going to get. There are games where they can run the ball, and Kirk Cousin does a great job of managing the game. And then there are games where they can't seem to move the ball at all, and you know they lose to the Cowboys. They only scored 16 points. So it's a it's a it's a crapshoot. There's really no other way to describe what you're going to get uh, with the um, with the Vikings. And then the Bears. The Bears are 4-7. and seven, And look. No matter how you slice it. At this point. I don't think the Bears are a good football team. They. Um, you know Justin Fields is hurt. So they're, they're, they're running with Andy Dalton. Even with Justin Fields they weren't great. I think Matt Nagy is. Uh, not Not a great football coach. I think he will likely get fired at the end of the season. Um, they just, they, they don't have enough talent. They've got a, quite a few injuries. The week off, um, uh, may have helped them. Uh, well, I say the week off, they played the Lions, uh, came down to the last, uh, last play of the game to kick a field goal and beat them. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> what can you say? The Bears are just not an impressive football team. I don't know what we're going to get from them the rest of the way. Um, I don't expect to see them in the playoffs. Um, moving on to the NFC South, another the NFC South, a lot like the NFC North, has your one starlit team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champions. Tom Brady at quarterback, Gronkowski, uh, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans. I mean, the names just roll off the tongue in terms of talent at the skill positions for this team. They look fantastic at times offensively, most of the time offensively. They look fantastic. They're a solid, solid football team offensively. Where they struggle is defensively. And they struggle, I think, partially because of the injuries. Um, They are extremely banged up. They have a secondary that is... God, they've got to be on on the 10th man in the secondary. They, they've got, I mean, it's just one injury after another. I watched the game with them a few weeks ago and I think they had three guys from the secondary go down in a matter of in less than a quarter. I mean, it was awful and that's what they've been dealing with all year. So defensively they struggle, but they have the great Tom Brady who can keep putting points up on the board and you know how it goes. If it's a one possession game and Tom Brady has the ball last, guess who wins the football game? Tom Brady and the uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, you yeah, know look yeah, that is the great equalizer. Uh, I don't know if he can overcome all of those injuries to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl again, but I wouldn't bet against it. <laughs> I mean he's pretty he's a pretty capable guy as we've seen before. The rest of that division, you've got the 5-6 and six Falcons, 5-6 and six Saints, 5-7 and seven Panthers. The Panthers have been decimated by injuries, lost Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the season. Um, the Falcons are not a great football team. The Saints have been dinged up quite a bit and are finding it difficult to transition from um, to, to that next quarterback. Jameis Winston's been hurt, so they've had, um, I forget the guy's name, Simeon. Is it Simeon? Something like that. Um, Taysom Hill is not not the answer. It's just it's a tough road to hoe for them. Uh, you know they've they've got to they've got to get moving here if 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 things are going to happen for them. But it's not it's really not looking good for them at this point. Um, the injuries have just been devastating. And for all of the jokes that I've cracked in the past about Jameis Winston. He's clearly uh, the quarterback of that team and and someone that they need back out on the field. Without him, they have struggled mightily. Um, Moving on to the NFC West. This one is, uh, you know, this division over the last couple of years has been the most entertaining Um, because all four teams at times really look like they can... uh, they can, they can take over this division and, and win it. Um, now, this year, it's three teams. That the Seahawks look like they're pretty much done at three and eight. Um, so it really looks like a three horse race. You've got the Cardinals at nine and two, who have looked fantastic this year. They were the last team to lose. Um, and they, they look great. But Kyler Murray's been hurt here lately. And that has caused them to take a bit of a step back and, and really struggle. Even in the games they're winning, they are barely winning. And they are struggling uh, through games. Um, but, again, offensively, they're very good. They have a lot of weapons. And um, and they look like they could really put up points uh, consistently once Kyler Murray gets back. So I don't worry about them too much offensively. Defensively, they still have work to do, I think. But they're not bad there either. Probably probably the best team in that division you can make an argument with the LA Rams um the LA Rams are at seven and four two games behind it's going to be tough to catch the Cardinals but the Rams could do it the Rams are a good football team they uh, picked up Von Miller before the trade deadline they picked up Odell Beckham Jr. which is fortunate for them uh look the Odell Beckham Jr. pickup is going to look like pure genius if we get the Odell Beckham of old. Um, because right after they signed him in practice, they lost Robert Woods to an ACL tear for the rest of the season. And so if Odell Beckham steps in and really, you know, we get the old Odell snagging one-hand catches on the sidelines and and scoring touchdowns left and right, um, that's going to look like a genius move. And one that, quite frankly, they needed to make. Obviously they didn't know about Robert Wood's injury or didn't know it was gonna happen, but in retrospect, I mean, perfect. It worked out perfect. They got a, a receiver to replace one that was eventually gonna go down. Von Miller helps on defense. It's gonna take a little bit of time for him to get acclimated to the new system. But Von Miller's a beast on defense. And so that team is is making moves to win now, as they say. Uh, Matt Stafford is probably the big question mark, right? Um, over the last few weeks, he's thrown a couple pick sixes, um, puts up good numbers, but it, but if you look a little bit deeper, you see that the Rams are getting behind the eight ball because of some miscues early from Stafford specifically. And then, you know, he kind of turns it on at the end and really, uh, Ends up with some good numbers, but, you know, is it really, you know, when he puts them in the hole in the first place? So, you know, the Rams have some work to do. Uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't know how much I trust them going forward, and basically my my concern is Matt Stafford more so than the team itself. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are at 6-5. and five. Look, they've quietly, and I mean quietly, won three in a row. Uh, put them in the category with, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of quiet, uh, quietly with a winning record. They had a rough stretch uh, early on in the season, losing three straight. But now they've won three straight. They beat the Rams. They beat the Jaguars, which, you know, always helps to get an easy win in there. They beat the Vikings at home in a... A tough game, and, you know, the Vikings, we've already said, we we don't think are the greatest team ever, and it's you know, tough to figure out. And, you know, now they get the Seahawks, uh, the Bengals, the Falcons, the Titans, and the Texans. So when you look at what's left for them, and then the Rams uh, one more time, when you look at what's left for the um, San Francisco 49ers, you know, they have a favorable schedule. There's some, uh, you know... Quote unquote easy wins. You know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. But there are some easy wins in there. The Falcons, the Seahawks, the Texans. I mean, those are all fairly easy wins for them if they can just do what they're doing, which is run the ball. They run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, play good defense. Um they do that, they're, they're gonna be in business defensively they're very good aside from the Vikings this past week who scored 26 they've given up 22 or less uh 22 or less in seven games seven games prior to that look if you give up 22 points or less in the NFL in today's NFL you have a very good chance of winning so um it's no wonder how they've done it they've done it on defense over the last six or seven weeks, um, so oh, actually I take it back. They 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 did give up thirty to the Colts and uh, twenty eight to the Seahawks. So I take that back. But again, defensively, very solid team. I think the Niners are going to make the playoffs, partially because of the schedule that they've got in front of them, and partially because you know I trust defense uh, more than I trust offense sometimes and. Look, uh, they're they're a solid, solid, solid team. So, um, that's kind of my roundup of the NFL after week uh, 12, I think we're on. We just finished week 12. Uh, You know, the season's one week longer. You know, it's weird. It doesn't... One week, it's one game. It doesn't seem like that much when you say it out loud, but... When you're 12 games into the season, and you got five to play instead of four. It feels like there's a lot more room to uh, to get the engine revving and get and make a, a good solid run for the playoffs. But we shall see what happens over the next few weeks. <clears throat> Look, folks, this is a fantastic time of year when it comes to sports. Now, I just went over the NFL because, well. That's the big dog in town. But if you're a baseball fan, free agency has been incredibly interesting. If you're a college football fan, the last few weeks have been fantastic. Incredible games, rivalry games. You know, when you get the rivalry games, it's a lot of fun. And, um, and the NBA season has started. Uh, it's already looking pretty interesting. For those of you that like hockey, the NHL season is, is well underway as well. It's a great time of year. Plenty of sports to talk about. Plenty of sports on the telly, as they say. Now, that doesn't mean you should watch sports all the time. It is my favorite pastime, but it's also the Christmas season. Spend time with your family and friends and uh, spread that Christmas spirit to everyone. So again, to all of you that wanted to have your peppermint schnapps and your hot chocolate with... Peppermint marshmallows back in October or, you know, right after Halloween, you can go for it. Go full bore into Christmas mode. We are 24 days away from Christmas. Have fun and enjoy. As always, folks, we appreciate your support. You can catch us on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast platform you choose to consume your podcast. You can catch us there, the Positive Sports Podcast. If you want to reach out to the show and uh, let me know what your thoughts are on the NFL season or any of those other sports for that matter, you can email the show, Positive Sports 10 at gmail.com. Positive Sports 10 at gmail.com. If you want to reach out to my brother, who is hot and heavy into the football and basketball seasons, he's not much of a hockey fan. and He's big on, 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 on baseball-free agency. Obviously, he's a big baseball fan. The Mets have been making moves, so you know he's got opinions on it. You want to reach out to him and interact with him about any of that stuff, you can do so on Twitter, at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to talk to me about football, baseball, heck, any sport, I'm a I'm a sports junkie. I'll watch anything. I've often said this. If there were two cockroaches racing around a track, I would watch Uh, You can reach me on Twitter as well, at emontana21. Folks, enjoy the Christmas season. Enjoy the fact that we are in the month of December. Let's finish the year out strong. But most importantly, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.